Golf, Golf Never Changes is brought to you by the LaGrange Directory. The LaGrange Directory, constantly orbiting overhead, just out of sight. Microsoft Golf. You can move the pole further away and closer. You can move the pole right or left. You can have the best swing in the world when your swing is just right. In order to set it, release the mouse button, then click and hold the left mouse button. Place your cursor out on the fairway. Release the mouse button. The golfer disappears, then click and hold the left mouse button without aiming your shot. Golf. You can have the best Golf. swing in the world. That depends on the power Golf. and accuracy of the last marker location. Golf. But beware the last marker location Golf. when your swing is just right. In golf, you'll be lost. Uh, hey, welcome to golf. Golf never changes. I'm one of your two lovely hosts, Avery Crimes. She, her. And I'm Gwendolyn, also she, her. You can call me Gwen, though. I do call you Gwen. Yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I already know you. I don't have to say hi to you. Uh, but I will anyway, because I care. Thank you. I appreciate you <laughs> saying hi to me. <laughs> All right. So, um, uh... What are we doing here? We're gonna we're gonna get right into it. This is the first episode of hopefully what will be a pretty long podcast series about golf games and kind of our fixations with them. And uh, specifically, this is gonna be a ranking podcast where we're gonna rank basically every golf video game. We're gonna rank them every single every, one. Not every, not every single we're one. Gonna we're gonna try and get to a lot. Yeah, we're gonna skip a lot of like the like the like little ones like that like you know because some a lot of these golf games they'll iterate a lot of times in one series and uh you know there's no there's no point playing two games if one of them is literally just the previous one with bug fixes like for example our first series we're gonna focus on is the Lynx slash microsoft golf series yeah, and there's a lot of interesting interplay between, like, which Lynx game is actually, like, which Microsoft Golf game, and vice versa. So, um, yeah, that's going to be a, a whole a whole element of what we're going to be exploring here. That'll be our first major story arc. The first our first major story arc is going to be uh, A Link to the Golf. I forgot you named it. That's Yeah, I, that's yeah, I gave it because I was, because, you know, li- I was thinking Lynx yeah, and A Link to the perfect. Past. And I love it, games yeah, no, so first and foremost, I figure we should probably uh, get into an introduction of how we're gonna how we're gonna operate in this podcast. So uh, first off, I think we should probably talk about how we each feel about okay. golf. How do you feel about golf, Gwen? I I like golf. I haven't played a lot of golf golf, but I've always enjoyed golf games. I think that they're kind of walking sim adjacent, but with sports. That makes sense. Yeah. That's a nice way to think of them. I generally prefer, like, slower-paced games. Don't get me wrong, I love a Hotline Miami, mm-hmm. but, like, if you look at my Steam library, mm-hmm. it's, like, a good 50% of it is just point-and-click adventure games. Nothing wrong with that. And so golf kind of feels feels like, you know, a nice slow-paced sport you can kind of just take your time with. Yeah. How about you? How do you feel about golf? Uh, I've, I have a pretty positive relationship with golf. Uh, I, I used to go out with my grandpa golfing. He got me a little set of kids' clubs when I was younger. Aww. And we'd go out to a public golf course, and we would play golf, and it was a lot of fun. And I got into golf games, and I really liked the golf games, too. So just 
seems like a good idea to talk about them. I also played a lot of golf as a kid, but I played mini, mini golf. golf. Yeah, we were a mini golf family. Mm. They, we always went out to mini golf courses. Uh, played a lot of glow in the dark mini golf. That's a fun one. One of my earliest memories actually is of um, I was really little, like really little. We went to glow in the dark mini golf, and I got fucking terrified, <gasps> and I would not stop crying until my mom went to the manager's office and gave them a uh, a sesame street uh cookie monster song uh audio cassette and got them to play it over the loudspeakers and then i stopped crying to play golf that's such a cute story (laughs) gosh so i'm definitely more i'm definitely a little bit more familiar with mini golf and uh I think that's a little bit close to where my preferences lie, but mm-hmm. I think that'll be interesting. We are going to put both full-scale golf and mini-golf on the same tier list. Yeah. Which I think, to, to explain why we're doing that, we should probably go into what we consider a golf game to actually be. That's a good idea. You and I have already talked a fair amount about this, like, behind the scenes on it. I think roughly what we came out to agreement on was that a golf game is a game where you're trying to navigate a course by hitting a ball across it in as few strokes as possible and that's basically it it's a pretty pretty simple idea there's a lot of wiggle room in that mm-hmm. there's also a lot of ways you can break that yeah we're gonna have a whole disqualification round <laughs> uh at some point later in the show probably but like yeah. there's a lot of games which are golf themed but they kind of break these core concepts of golf like mm-hmm. in pretty deep ways yeah. the biggest one is just you know if scoring uh goes up instead of down yeah you're aiming for a high score and some for some reason you're right that's we don't that's that's a weird form of golf that's what we refer to as a not golf yeah <laughs> we us us two on this podcast yeah us us two of this podcast who are of course um the most authoritative voices on golf video games on the internet as far as i know <laughs> <laughs> So uh, with that in mind, we should probably move on to the uh, the last little bit of setup, which is that we need to talk about how the tier list works for this podcast. Uh, we're, we're sort of taking a page from the golf scoring system. Normally, you'd have your ranking system with the good stuff at the top, but the lower you are in golf, the better. So we put our ace... Wait, no, eight, not ace. What am I thinking? Yeah. Uh, hole in one. Mm-hmm. Wait, was it ace? It was ace. Sorry. Yeah. Eight, yeah. Apparently ace and hole in one are like synonyms. Okay. So... I, I haven't actually heard people call it an ace. I, I'm going to double check Wikipedia because I'm pretty sure that's where I've, I read this. In golf, a hole-in-one or hole-in-one, also known as an ace, mostly in okay. American English, occurs yeah. when a ball hit from a tee to start a hole, finishes in the cup. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the way that we're going to be doing the tier list, which will be attached the to the show notes somewhere here, is that at the very bottom, we have ace mm-hmm. for the really, really good golf games. Basically, what we're going to consider, like, the, the must-play is... The cream of the crap. And then, at, and then you know, that goes up... As the scores get worse, mm-hmm. to albatross, eagle, birdie, par, bogey, double bogey, and triple bogey. Mm-hmm. Uh, triple bogey is going to be don't play this. It was don't bad. Yeah, and we'll kind of see where things lie beyond that because mm-hmm. honestly, we don't really know how many of these golf games are going to yeah. fit where. And I imagine things might shift a little as we come across new games that sort of change the the feel. 
going forward. Yeah, I could I could totally see bumping some things mm-hmm. back and forward. A yeah. uh, little bit of behind-the-scenes trivia. We're actually recording this after <laughs> we played our first game because yeah. I fucked up how to use the microphone. It was backwards. Um, <laughs> I was holding the mic backwards. Yeah, uh, it was pointing don't the do other that. way. And our audio was bad, <laughs> so now we're redoing it. <laughs> Um, we might we might end up shifting things. Uh, so yeah, that'll be fun to see. Yeah, Every episode we will put the uh we will put the tier, the tier list as it is at the end of that episode uh, in the show notes, so that um you can see where we're at and uh how things are all aligned. The real time ranking, the not so real time ranking. If you're watching this in the past or in the future, I guess <laughs> we'd be in the past. With all that in mind. I believe that we should begin our link to the golf. Let's go go golfing. Let's talk about the Lynx series of golf games. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's hit it. Let's hit the links. All right. So the first game in the Lynx series is called Lynx the Challenge of Golf, and we're going to have to briefly get into both etymology and um, a little bit of uh, company history. There's some wild history with all of this from what you've... Yeah, it's actually... I, I kind of fixated it and spent like four hours <laughs> researching like the history of the company, yeah. uh, and it's it's pretty interesting. Cool. So some people might not be aware of this, but um, the term Lynx actually refers to the original type of landscape that golf was played on. It's a kind of like undulating sandy ground from uh, Scotland. It also has been defined as like a rough grassy area between the sea and the land. Like So it, it's this idea of like you've got this area which is full of grass and sand and maybe some water hazards and stuff. And it moves in kind of a very interesting way that makes navigating it like a little bit indirect so uh you know the term the links is kind of a a casual way to refer to a golf course in general so you know the a game being called links makes a lot of sense in that um context so uh links was uh developed by access software which was uh founded by bruce carver and chris jones now you might know the name chris jones if you're a big fan of the tex murphy fmv adventure games uh, Chris Jones produces and stars in the Tex Murphy games. Okay. Do you know the Tex Murphy games? It sounds so fucking familiar. It's like yeah, on the tip of my brain. Let they're like cyberpunk, film noir things. They started as private investigator. Yeah, look them up. Uh, Under a Killing Moon is, I think, one of the more recent titles. They're very stylistic. Yeah, I feel like I've heard of these, but the art, I'm not, it's not ringing any bells. So I think <laughs> I might have just heard about this in passing somewhere. So this guy... Got to start making golf games, apparently. Okay. Um, I'm looking at these screenshots. I love this. I know this isn't a Tex Murphy uh, uh, stream, but I'm finding <laughs> the look at these games fascinating. All right, right? I'll shut up about it now. But. <laughs> no, no, no it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, uh, It is, yeah. I, I kind of want to play these. I kind of want to go check out these and start up a, spin up a new podcast on Tex Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go play Tex Murphy sometime for sure. We'll play Tex Murphy. I've had, we'll it, on, it, I've had it on my playlist for a while as a, okay. as a fan of FMV adventure games. Yeah. Now, as for Bruce Carver, his sort of claim to fame um, was actually that before um, the Lynx games, he developed the leaderboard series of golf games, 
The first one of those uh, came out in 1986 for the Commodore 64. Spoiler alert, I'm not going back any further than like NES and DOS because (laughs) Commodore 64 is really hard to emulate and play. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's not happening. Some games are just, yeah, we can can maybe talk about them, but there's certain ones. We're not going to like go through the effort of trying to, to trying to make them work. Mm-hmm. So Leader- Leaderboard was uh, developed by Bruce and Roger Carver, and uh, Bruce Carver was the co-founder of Access Software. The game had four water-based courses, so avoiding water was the big, you know, uh, obstacle mm-hmm. in the course. And they were very well received. Leaderboard was like the best-selling C64 game of 1986. Like, oh, it, it was very well received. It got an expansion, uh, Leaderboard Tournament, which added four new courses, and then another expansion called Leaderboard Executive Edition, which added trees and bunkers. <laughs> For those who don't know the term, bunkers are the little sandy parts that you get your ball stuck in. Kind of surprising that they didn't have bunkers in the in the regular version. Right, yeah. The, the, the basic game was just greens and water, apparently. Just greens and water, yeah, okay. But it was really well received. Um, That's cool. Yeah. The last game in the leaderboard series was World Class Leaderboard. That came out in 1987 on the Amiga, and it also got great reviews. So cool. they're they're going into links with a lot of like technical capability behind mm. behind them. Yeah, and that brings us to Links: The Challenge of Golf, which came out in 1990. This was released on DOS, the Amiga, and the Sega CD. It featured VGA, 256 color graphics. It had sound. Mm. Sound? Holy shit. Yeah, it got great reception. Uh, People complimented its controls. It originally shipped with one golf course, the Torrey Pines South Course in San Diego, California. Is that the one we're going to play slash maybe have already played? <laughs> yeah, so um, we'll be we'll be getting to this, but this game was actually ported to Windows 3.1 two years later as Microsoft Golf, and that's the game right. that we are reviewing and putting on the tier list. That's yeah, that's it. As for the Tory Pines course, um, this is kind of interesting to note just because um, the Tory Pines course as a whole, like not just the South course, but there's multiple courses there, that uh, has been hosting the PGA Tours uh, San Diego Open since the 1960s. This tour was specifically, uh, most notably, won seven times by Tiger Woods. Mm. Um, so, like, Lynx is not only, like, opening, like, with an incredibly strong, like, technical backing with, like, people who know what they're doing when it comes to making golf yeah. games. It's starting with, like, one of the big golf courses. Very interestingly, I, I decided to do a little bit more digging because I was curious, like, what the release of Lynx was like back in the day. Mm-hmm. I have a friend uh, who actually translated a review of Lynx from 1993 from the German uh, magazine PC Joker, which, by the way, interesting aside... PC gaming magazines from Germany in the early 90s are fucking buck wild. There were so many pornographic ads in that magazine. I, 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 I don't know what I was expecting. I just was not expecting, like, oh tits God. out and porn hotline. Just straight up. Just fucking uh, just tits in your face. <laughs> But anyways, they knew what audience they wanted, I guess. I guess so, yeah. So apparently, uh, when Lynx came out, it was pretty pricey at its release. It was about a quarter more expensive than other PC games at the time. And uh, courses were around two-thirds the price of the game. So the courses was a pretty big aspect. Yikes, yeah. But what was interesting was this review was written three years after um, the original release of Lynx, when the sequel, Lynx 386 Pro, had already come out. But the review was actually very positive about the original game, 
Roughly translated, the reviews said, even though Lynx 386 Pro is considered the apex of the digital sport these days, the unprofessional predecessor has no need to hide. Its classic qualities continue to make it an interesting alternative. So I think that's pretty interesting that even after the sequel came out, people could go back to the first one and say, hey, yeah. this is worth playing. Yeah. Uh, as I said, we are going to be playing a version of this in Microsoft Golf, um, which mm -hmm. we'll get to talking about that. But first, I want to talk yeah. about the course discs. The course discs. So I mentioned that courses were around two-thirds the price of the game. So one of the things Lynx did was you could buy course discs and just it would add a whole golf course to the game. And both the both leaderboard and Lynx like followed this design pattern where you make a really solid golf game, golf game, and then you expand it with additional courses. I think this is a really good idea, honestly, because like again, if you consider it kind of like kind of similar to like a walking sim, like you sometimes just want to go to a different place. You know, you don't always want to play. Yeah, you just want to walk yeah, somewhere else. You don't always want to go to Tory Pines. <laughs> yeah, Maybe you want to go somewhere else. It's about the maps. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you wanna. You want to explore. There's a little bit of exploration mm -hmm. with, with looking around, seeing seeing the landscape, checking out new places. Yeah, actually, it's really interesting you say that because one of the things I remember, like as a kid, was um, my dad had a copy of Lynx, and I was really young and didn't really know how to play. I would actually mm. intentionally hit my ball off course to try and explore the edges of the map. <laughs> yeah, I, I know a lot of people do that, and it's it's such a fun way to like take these golf games and just like look mm -hmm. around them because you can get into weird crevices yeah so there were a lot of course packs released for the Lynx games over the years um they were really good about backwards mm. compatibility too so future games could use old courses and import them forward yeah that's a good model it's kind of mm. hard to tell um what game what courses came out when but it looks to me like there were at least 10 course discs released between Lynx and microsoft golf multimedia edition which is what we'll be reviewing so if you got Microsoft Golf Multimedia Edition and you fucking loved it, you could buy 10 more golf courses to add to it. <laughs> you know? Like, there was a lot available mm -hmm. there. I did find it really interesting that uh, despite um, the Scottish roots of the of the sport um, and the fact that, like, there are a lot of, like, really, like, good golf courses that are, still exist in Scotland. And, in fact, apparently, apparently several of the golf courses in Scotland are, like, potentially the original courses the game was invented on Ooh. like just oh, like yeah. old history <laughs> style stuff um despite yeah. that it wasn't until um the release of the course the belfry in 1992 that there would even be a european course um available for links okay. and even <laughs> so the belfry is in england not scotland <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Um, uh, prior to that, there were two courses outside the continental, continental USA um, that were released. The Hyatt Dorado Beach Resort in Puerto Rico and the Mauna Kea Resort in Hawaii. Those were them. It's So it's yeah. mostly continental US courses. Um, okay. And uh, that's kind of interesting to me. I think, I think, I think yeah. that maybe says a little bit of something about the, like... You know the 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 nature of what's being developed. Like clearly, these are clearly clearly these yeah. are developers who are aiming for the same crowd, which likes watching you know American golf tournaments. Yeah, right. So yeah, that's a little bit of interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting choice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and in fact, uh, speaking of 1992, that brings us to Microsoft Golf. Um, so Microsoft Golf is a port of Links: The Challenge of Golf to Microsoft Windows. 
So after the 1992 release of Microsoft Golf, they re-released it in 1993 um, as Microsoft Golf for Windows Multimedia Edition, which had better sound effects, more ambience, uh, video tutorials and tips. And that is the version we are going to be reviewing. I love the term multimedia. Me too. Just, uh, attached to things. It's such an old term that we just... <laughs> things just are multimedia yeah, the, these days. We don't really have to spend The word it. multimedia CD-ROM adventure is, like, burned into my mind mm. as, like, somebody born in <laughs> yeah. the early 90s. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. it's fascinating. And I think, I think there is something to be said about the way that, as we go through the series talking about links, we're going to talk more about Access Software and the people from it and what they've gone on to do and stuff, but... I think there's something interesting about, you know, one of the two co-founders making FMV adventure games and the mm -hmm. way that FMV's adventure games are very much a multimedia uh, genre. Like, you talk yeah. about video game genres, right? But I feel like FMV adventure games, part of what makes them so unique is that they're very multimedia. Like, they're embracing the fact that you're using different <laughs> kinds of media all together. And I think yeah. it's kind of interesting, like, comparing, like, that to... Uh, how how these golf games develop like Microsoft Golf is, mm. is and and links are notable for like um, they have like footage of of golfers who like do your swings and stuff for you yeah right they're just there are a lot of like these pre-rendered images and animations yeah like technically speaking Microsoft Golf for Windows Multimedia Edition is an FMV game yeah <laughs> once you play it you can see it yeah it's just yeah. an FMV game. So, uh, with that, we are going to get into talking about Microsoft Golf for Windows Multimedia Edition. Alright. Okay. Yeah, no, that looks, though, that, yeah, that waveform. Yeah, that waveform looks way tastier. <laughs> way tastier. I got my notes here. Let me, let me just get my... So Microsoft Golf. Microsoft Golf. I should take off my monitors because I'm gonna oh, fuck myself up <laughs> yeah. wearing those while recording. It's gonna make me. I can't. I have that thing where if I hear myself talking, I just can't. It's anymore. weird. Yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. It's, it's weird. Um, Microsoft Golf is an old game, <laughs> and we played it. So Microsoft Golf was um, released for Windows 3.1, mm -hmm. and uh, we specifically decided to play the multimedia edition, uh, which has like more sounds. And narrators and stuff. Um, a lot of fun sounds in this one. There was nice. There was nice ambiance in it, wasn't there? So there's a lot of good. Yeah, a lot. A lot of good. Just, just animal sounds. Bird chirps. Crickets. Crickets. Yeah. yeah. Um, your golfer just yelling <laughs> when they make a shot. I fucking. I loved when. Yeah, so I loved when like you you hit the ball mm -hmm. and you like overshot. And yeah, the golfer was like, "Get down!" Get down! Yeah, I loved that part. <laughs> like, ah, oh god, that was great. She really gets excited. She gets more excited than I do about normal ass shots. <laughs> no, she gets excited as you do, babe. Yeah, but I get excited about like <laughs> important things. Add golf. Add golf. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, uh, that was really nice. Um, uh, I guess we should, like, just kind of go down our notes and, and, yeah. uh, think, so, uh, the thing about Microsoft Golf is it shipped with, uh, one 18-course, yeah. um, 18-hole course. Of which we played seven. 
Yeah, we were gonna try and do the front nine, but it was like two AM and we were very sleepy. Yeah, we lost steam. Yeah. Um But seven out of nine ain't bad. Yeah. Um and the holes were fine. Yeah, they're pretty 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 good holes. It's, it's a nice course. They got a they um they display everything in an interesting way. They had a different sort of design philosophy back then with three point one. Right. Yeah, yeah. They so like with with modern windows, right, the windowing metaphor is like you have your desktop, you have your test your your taskbar, and all of your and you have your windows, right? Mm-hmm. And normally like um if an application has multiple windows, they'll all be standalone things. Windows three point one had that sort of like um encasing window metaphor. Yeah. Right? So it's like uh you would open up your your programs menu and that would open up a window mm-hmm. and then from there you could open up another window but that would be enclosed with, within it yeah so it's interesting when you start microsoft golf it starts like a microsoft golf desktop yeah and then each of the little hud elements is its own window on that desktop it was such a neat idea it kind of made the the hud modular like yeah, way, which was nice, and like you could, you could like you could like minimize them down to a little yeah, icon. Yeah, you'd be like, I don't want that right now. It's too much yeah. info. You know, put it away. Um, and it's such a it's such a foreign concept, I guess, in a lot of games today. Yeah, uh, unless it's like one of these games that's trying to simulate an old desktop environment <laughs> yeah. explicitly. Um, it's it's just interesting to see. It's almost surreal to play it like that. Yeah, I feel because like I think. I think the thing is that like Windows, like as a as a um, a mass user user base, right? Like didn't hit until ninety five. Like Windows three point one wasn't wasn't. Uh, I mean, and God forbid Windows one or two. Like there were very like niche audiences for a while, right? Mm-hmm. So I think for a, a lot of us, we didn't have tons of experience with three point one, um, and so it's really interesting to go back to it and kind of yeah. like. Try and figure out what they're doing there. It was very interesting. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I think that in uh, in general the graphics were fine. Yeah, they were fine. It was definitely an old golf game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were very limited three D view options. Yeah. Like your main golf view was sort of a, a rendered idea of what it looks like where you're standing. And the, the colors didn't quite line up with your golfer image pasted over the front sometimes. I I think that, like, like regardless of, like, fidelity, I think it also mm-hmm. had a bit of clarity problems. Yeah, Sometimes sure. it was really hard to see your golf ball and stuff. Which, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I guess when you're playing actual golf, that's realistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there's a degree where it's, it's definitely realistic. But it feels... It does, it does feel muddy just because of how small everything is yeah and you can't really like there's no zooming in on the hole really right. there's no turning your player you aim by yeah clicking on the map or mm-hmm. on your character somewhere in the field and a little pin goes there yeah and that's the angle that's yeah. a very vague and nebulous I'm like gonna, math I, going on i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna pull a little piece of secret knowledge okay and actually defend Microsoft Golf here. <laughs> okay. So Microsoft Golf, uh, I I will hopefully have talked about this in my little spiel by now, but right, Microsoft Golf was basically a port of Lynx for DOS uh, to Windows 3.1. Uh, and in Lynx, you could rotate your golfer. 
by there were two little buttons on the HUD, and you could click it, and it would rotate your golf for a little. But oh. you you could click it to set your rotational change, mm-hmm. and then you would hit enter a third button. You'd hit a third <laughs> button, and it would redraw the whole thing in that new angle. Yeah. And let me tell you, that's mm. so much worse. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take I'll take the stick, putting the weird colored stick in the I'll ground. I'll take the weird stick. Yeah. Take, over yeah. over that. Yeah. No, it's not it's not bad for sure with what you're given. And I appreciate I appreciate also that it's a game that works entirely with the mouse. Yeah. Like you you literally you you honestly you could play it with a one button mouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. Like you don't you don't there's no right clicking. It's all very simple interface. Yeah. And I think that's pretty good honestly. Like mm-hmm. I think especially for like I think one of the things that I did actually find surprising about this was that it got like a very relaxing aesthetic. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Down pretty well. Yeah, it feels like I think, like you said when we were playing it, it feels like you're going out to play golf. Yeah, they don't. It's not like a bunch of music. It's not like a big old golfing Mm -hmm. tournament event or anything. You're just out with your friend playing golf. Yeah, and I think if they, I think if the if the controls were any more like complex or or Mm. or the interface was any more complicated, it would detract from that feeling. Yeah. And like it does, it does have options for more complexity. We only used about half of the hitting options. Yeah, but there are like addition, like the way it hits too is interesting because it mm-hmm. it does the uh, you, you click and you hold. Yeah, and you hit your apex, you release, and you click again to actually hit at the bottom. Yeah, and there's different like ways that you can hit the ball, which mm-hmm. changes like that that yeah. circle depending on if you're like using a wedge or using a driver mm-hmm. for putting. Yeah, it's 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 a slightly different. Uh, motion. Yeah. But it's also, like, it's very traditional, like, in that it's people are still using it. Yeah. Today, like, a lot of the interface, they, there's the wind speed, there's mm-hmm. the overhead map. A lot of it is just, hasn't really changed much. Yeah. It just looks nicer now. Yeah, I think they honestly, like, I think they nailed a lot of, like, mechanically how a mm-hmm. golf game should work. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, like, I think it was pretty good. Um, yeah, I agree. I liked it. I can imagine if you're, I can imagine if you're a devout like golfer, you really love playing these games. Mm. It shipping with only one course might be a little bit soft. Yeah. Um, the plus side is though that it is compatible with all of the like links courses that existed up to that point. Okay. You can just buy courses on floppy. Yeah. Uh, you can buy course packs as well. That's cool. So like. I, you can you could port you know you could you could port your links courses to it really easily. So I I imagine yeah. like there were probably hardcore I, competition players out there. Yeah, and like I think if you're really into it, you could easily get more courses. Mm-hmm. And, and get I feel a lot like of, there were a bunch of people into it. Well, I don't know about a bunch, but you know you remember the scorecard? Oh yeah, I, mean, I printed that out. Yeah, right? we printed out yeah. the scorecard. And what I like about the scorecard. You know, it's a normal scorecard. It shows yeah. you your score as any golf mm-hmm. scorecard does. Um, at at the bottom of it, there's a there's these two lines. One's for your signature, and the second is for like a witness to attest to the validity of the, of the scorecard. Yeah, it's pretty wild, and it, it was nice. I uh I managed to ha- I managed to hack together a uh, a a a DOS box Windows three point one virtual machine. Mm-hmm. And I was a little surprised when I hit print that it actually like forwarded it to my printer yeah and printed out this scorecard but like and it's all very simple it's just mm-hmm. one font there's no graphics it's just a yeah, table laid out table. but 
It looks fine. It it's looks nice. good. It's yeah. readable. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can save your nice games you play with people. Yeah, I think if I was going to do anything different with this scorecard, mm-hmm. um, just because I have played other games from the era, like I've played SimCity 2000, which also has yeah. printing options and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the scorecard printing idea is great. I do think that they should have a bold font in here somewhere. Yeah. Just to differentiate some of the whole headers and um, things that like that. That would be nice. Because yeah. it is a little maybe hard to read in that department. Maybe the boxes. Something. Something nice. Yeah. Something but beyond it. that. Yeah. It's a interest, It's a neat feature. It's a, yeah. It's a nice feature that lets you print your scorecard. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, uh, I think it kind of really hits that, like... You've gone out golfing feel. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's kind of like, that is kind of after yeah, when we're done playing, they kind of feel like, hey, we're, we're yeah, done doing that. Yeah. Maybe. You have your, this is the scorecard. And here's, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. I could put that up uh, mm-hmm. on the fridge. Yeah. This was, it seems like it was designed for people who like to go out golfing casually. Yeah. And hang on to their scorecards as mementos or something, you know? Yeah. Totally. Um, so, yeah. Uh, all right. I have a criticism, actually. One, yeah. One major criticism. Yeah. No character customization. Yeah, there's very little. We're just both two two girls white women shirts. wearing yellow shirts. Yeah. It's and though that might be our reality situation. <laughs> but Well, I, I don't wear yellow that often. Yeah, I don't think I wear much. No, you usually wear darker earth tones. Yeah, yellow's not really good with me. Kind of do brown. Yeah. 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 I would have loved a red. Red, yeah. Even just picking the shirt color would have been shirt nice. color would have been good, super, and maybe the next version has that. Yeah, we'll see when we iterate what yeah, uh, comes up gonna, next. We're gonna check the next, the later versions for sure. Yeah. I remember you were really interested when you create your character. You can pick, uh, yeah, which clubs they have. Yeah, there's like you don't see this too often. The club uh, bag customization. Mm-hmm. You you have a you can hold fourteen clubs in your bag. You have to actually choose which ones. Um, and you don't see that too often. And I was like, I was almost like, yeah, let me customize this. And I was like, I don't know that much about club selection. <laughs> now that I think about it, so I just like let the caddy do it, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, who knows if that was a good decision or not? But um, just something you don't see too often. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess I haven't played a lot of the like hardcore simulation based golf games, mm-hmm. but you know. It's an interesting feature. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that, like, um, it, it really felt like uh, the game has a lot of depth. Mm-hmm. Like, I, 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 like, as we, um, as we talked about in the, uh, in our intro, mm-hmm. like, my, my, my exposure to golf is mostly mini golf. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm not, I'm really not familiar with like different clubs and yeah. and stuff like that so, so much and the fact that yeah it, it lets you it you know it'll auto pick the right mm. it'll auto pick like the recommended club for you yeah. and it'll line things up for you relatively decently and just click to adjust it a little bit mm-hmm. i found it was very easy to get in and, and get playing despite yeah. like not being as familiar with like traditional mm-hmm. golfing as you are yeah um and just seeing that there were so many options to do so much yeah. more. Um, oh, you br- you briefly opened up the uh, the advanced, the yeah. advanced. Uh, oh yeah, aiming. they they have the adv- they have the whole advanced shot thing going on. Like you can adjust your 
foot position? Yeah, I have the, no idea yeah. what that does. Like you The can, angle of both your feet. Yeah, the angle of your feet relative to the ball, the angle of your club, presumably to put spin on it. They, I've seen it depicted differently in modern games, usually mm-hmm. just with like a little dot over a ball. Right. You know, this was more like you were adjusting the hardware and your positioning yeah. and doing it that way. It was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. That was pretty interesting, yeah. Yeah, I, I I meant to fuck with it a little more while we were playing, but I was I was like a little nervous, I guess. I was gonna <laughs> fuck it up. I was gonna, the, I was gonna go the wrong way, you know. Yeah. Like, like, I want to spin to the right, but no, I, I went to the left instead. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I was whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there was a driving range mode you played with a little bit. Yeah. Um, the driving range mode is very difficult. I think to see where, like, where your ball lands, just because of how there's not really much of a view. Right, the fidelity is not the great. The fidelity is just, yeah, it's just not there. And it doesn't have the option to even, like, zoom to your ball location in that yeah. really vague 3D look. It, it feels like there, it, do, it does feel a little bit like, it, it is trying to be, like, a sort of realistic, like, like, like golf feeling. And, and although yeah. it nails the aesthetic a lot, I do feel like um, it could have graphically benefited from sticking a little bit less to realism. Yeah. Like, well, like if your golf ball just had a black outline, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Just one pixel black outline, it would have popped out of the scenery and you could see it Oh, better. yeah, very nice. I know that's not super realistic, but... It's beca- it's Because we're dealing with a low-fidelity graphical environment, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's very readable. And I think that that's... Yeah. I think that that could have been beneficial. Very much, yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. Any other notes you have? Remember that tutorial, man? Oh, you mean Troy McClure? Troy McClure was uh, telling us... He had a very Troy McClure attitude. He had voice. This, this great voice. I, I I got a clip of him talking. Oh, I yeah. added it in here. Oh, yeah. cool. In Microsoft Golf, you aim with the help of the aim marker. The red and white pole indicates the direction the ball will go when your swing is just right. In order to set it, place your cursor out on the fairway. Then click and hold the left mouse button. The golfer disappears, and the aim marker shows up. Oh, that's that was that was great, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that, that was really nice. Can uh, can I can I see that for a second? Yeah, totally. Here you yeah, go. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'll uh, yeah, I'll get back to you with this. Okay. So um, yeah, that's all of my notes. Yeah, that's all of mine. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So what what do you what do you think about about this game? Where would you put it on on our tier list? Um, I'm thinking for now, like we don't have anything else on there. Yeah. Um, and it's. It's pretty pretty good, you know, for yeah. for where, for how old it is and it what it aims to accomplish. I think it does fine. So I would just give it a par. You know? Yeah, I'm gonna call this a par too because, yeah. like, I think I think it's a really good baseline because mm-hmm. I think this is this is like this is a good baseline for like this is what a golf game should do to be yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Like, you do this and you got a golf game. Yeah, this is very yeah. very basic. This is golf. This, yeah. is, this is where we're at. Yeah, this is where we got. Microsoft truly did make golf. They made golf. Microsoft golf. They did it. They did golf. They does it. Microsoft. They did golf. Microsoft. The golf. <laughs> so next time, we will be uh, exploring the Lynx timeline further, uh, including we will be talking briefly about Microsoft Golf 2.0, doing mm-hmm. a proper review of Microsoft Golf 3.0, and exploring Lynx LS 1997. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well... 
Thank you, everyone, Thank for you. listening to the first episode of Golf. Golf, Golf never, never changes. changes. <laughs>